welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and today I'm here all by myself. That's right, due to scheduling. And uh, my hectic, busy life going on. I had to record this one solo early in the morning. And we're a day late, but not a dollar short. And today we're talking rookies. That's right. A way too early Dynasty rookie rankings. That's right. My top 10 rookies going into it right now. Uh, the time I have had to watch some tape. Uh, I've kind of got it at my top 10 list. A little bit deeper than that, but I'm still getting into it. So it's way too early. But, uh, you know, it's never too early to talk rookies in Dynasty. So... Let's get into it. Uh, number one overall, this this has not changed for me since last year, I think. And that's Ezekiel Elliott, running back for Ohio State. Six foot, 200 pounds. Had 289 carries last year, 1,821 yards for 23 touchdowns. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, to me, is just a great running back. Doesn't do everything. He's not, like, elite in any one category, but he's just great at everything. He blocks well. He catches the ball well, gets a field well. He does everything well. He's going to be a stud running back wherever he goes. I mean, he's just, the whole reason Ohio State made that big run last year was because of Ezekiel Elliott. He's one of my all-time favorite Buckeyes. He he really is. He's just that good. And wherever he goes, he's going to be immediate production, year one. And I see Ezekiel Elliott being a, a running back one in the NFL. Uh, definitely for your dynasty squad, and you just can't put value on it. I mean, we build around young receivers, but having elite running backs are just so hard to come by. They're always going to go high in the draft, and you can't do much better here than Zeke Elliott. Again, one of the better running backs to come out in a very long time, and I'm happy taking him at one here, knowing that, to me, he's a can't miss, and you can't pass up on that. Number two, Laquan Treadwell, six foot two, 210 pounds out of Ole Miss. Had 82 catches last year as a junior for 1,153 yards and 11 touchdowns. Now, Laquan Treadwell is one of those guys that I've liked all year long. The guy's just a stud. I mean, he goes up there, he gets the ball, he's strong, he's muscular, has large hands, has a great catch radius. Again, I mean, this guy goes up and gets the ball. And you'll hear a lot of people... Uh, say, well, you know, Laquan Treadwell is not a burner. Well, he's not a burner, but he does have really long strides. So he does have football speed. And, again, he's just somebody he'll box out defenders. He's great on screens and running after the catch. Physical, strong. He's going to be the number one receiver likely taken in an NFL draft. And, again, with the with the receivers, it's I'm always really curious to see where they're going to get drafted. And, the list will be really fluid here because of situation and who ends up where. And, you know, if somebody lines up outside of Julio Jones there in Atlanta, say like Josh Dotson, or, you know, say somebody later on this on the list or Tyler Boyd or Corey Coleman, these guys landing spots affect everything. Kind of like Brandon Cooks a couple of years ago who was fast, small, explosive, and he lands in New Orleans, and, well, his stock just kind of skyrockets from there. So situation does depend on a lot of these rankings, but I really don't see Laquan Treadwell dropping for me. Again, it would be another one of these receivers to kind of 
really step up his game and land in a really good spot. But again, I love Laquan Treadwell. He kind of reminds me of Des Bryant. A big, strong receiver. Uh, catches the ball well. I just think he, Laquan Treadwell is one of those kind of transcendent receivers where wherever he lands, he can, he'll do well. I mean, throw him up the ball and he'll get it. He'd definitely be a solid touchdown uh, producer as well. One of, the, one of the biggest receivers in this draft. I think the only receiver really like significantly bigger than him, well, there's a couple, but uh, I think Deronia Wilson from Mississippi State, who's 6'5", 215, and Laquan 6'3", 215. Again, I mean, he had 11 touchdowns this year at Ole Miss. Big guy, like him, number two on my board. Happy to get him. I have the number three overall pick in the Nerds League, and that's who I'm really targeting right now. But I will say this. My number three overall player here, Josh Dotson, not only does he have a terrific last name, but his tape is just great. TCU, 6'3", 195 pounds. He he had 79 catches last year, 1,327 yards, and 14 touchdowns. I mean, this guy's concentration is sick, man. He just keeps his eye on the ball, goes up there, and gets it. His highlights are just him leaping up and grabbing the ball. His body control is great. He high points the ball fast. Now, his route running and his blocking, you know, needs some work. But, you know, a lot of these rookie route receivers, it's, you're going to hear this. We're gonna, you're going to hear us say this a lot. That, hey, their route running needs some work. And his blocking needs some work because he needs to add some weight. You know, it's 6'3", 195. I mean, you go out there and get a couple cheeseburgers, man. You got to put it on there. But, again, I really like Josh Dodson a lot. He's one. He's somebody that I've been kind of following throughout the year at TCU. Uh, won't play in the Senior Bowl because he's still injured, and but he'll he'll be fine for the combine. I think he's going to excel at the combine. We'll see where he goes in the NFL draft, but I would love to see him right next to Julio. I really would. I mean, him in Atlanta would really get me drooling. Again, I mean, his his tape is just it gives me some of that wow factor to it. It's like one of those guys like you think he's covered, you just throw the ball up to him. And he goes up there and he gets it. It's a, it's, it's a nice ability to have. And, again, I mean, his injuries are a concern. But, you know, people get hurt. You rebound. You come back. But, again, this guy is going to be a producer. I think he's somebody that can come in and produce right away. Not, obviously, wide receiver one numbers. But you, you might be able to actually play him right away. Uh, number four on my list, I have Tyler Boyd from Pitt. Six foot two. 200 pounds, had 91 catches, 926 yards, and six touchdowns. Tyler Boyd is a solid route runner. Played inside, outside, the slot, high points the ball really well. And, again, he produced that pit. Great receiver. You know, but lots of his, lots of his plays were lots of screens, slants, uh, not a lot of production downfield. A lot of plays at the line of scrimmage. And he had a DUI in 2015, which is a concern as well. But still, big-time player, big-time receiver. And, again, I think he's somebody that could produce much better in the NFL than he did at Pitt. He's just somebody to me that's going to be a really good receiver in the NFL. I mean, he just goes up, gets the ball, uh, strong. I just think that he'll, where he may never be like a wide receiver one, I feel like with Tyler Boyd, you're going to get like a really good wide receiver too. And he's, he's pretty much a lock for that. Uh, again, I'm, I'm really interested to see where he lands as well. 
Number five, Derrick Henry, Alabama, 6'3", 243 pounds. Who actually runs really fast, too, by running a 4'5". This is your Heisman Trophy winner. 395 carries for 2,219 yards and 28 touchdowns. 28. That's a lot of touchdowns. Wow. With it. Now, Derrick Henry's a good football player. I mean, even when him and TJ Yeldon were there, his rookie, you know, his freshman season, you're like, wow, you got to keep your eye on this kid. He's a, he's a monster. I mean, you could tell how big he was just by looking at the tape of uh, the championship game with him and Mark Ingram standing next to each other and just towered over him at six foot three. But actually, that's one of my concerns as well, of him being just so big. I mean, yeah, he's fast. Uh, not really as agile because of his size but again i mean there's not a lot of really big successful six foot three running backs out there you know you're easier to go down in the nfl but derrick henry is a bruiser i said he, the guy can run so i could see derrick henry moving up my charts like the more the more tape i get into it uh again these are all my rough rankings right now uh limited on tape on some of these guys but Derrick Henry, I want, I'm really intrigued to see where he goes as well. I somewhat feel like I'm undervaluing here just because of the position uh, of being a running back. And running backs always go higher because everybody needs a running back. I know the guy in our nerds league, uh, Sean, like he said, I'm, I need a running back. That's what I need. I have everything else. I just need, I have no running back. So I am taking Derrick Henry. I am taking a running back. If Derrick Henry's not the guy, say it's Alex Collins, then I am taking a running back. Which puts me at three, again, a good position to get a receiver. But again, it, that's not a bad pick. If you need a running back, you're taking a guy who is extremely productive at Alabama. But there's been a lot of backs that have been productive at Alabama, haven't come through uh, in the NFL. So again, I mean, even though he's a huge monster of a guy, that could also be somewhat concerning in the NFL of him being so big. I think it was like James Wilder, uh, again, real big running back. And I think I was talking to somebody on Twitter. And we were talking back and forth. He's going to be good. I'm like, he's too big. He's just too big to be good. And I, well, he's, he's not good. So Derrick Henry, stud. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, probably better than I think he'll be. Again, I'm just concerned about that size, him being 6'3". But we'll see. I have number five overall. It's a pretty good spot. He'll be, he'll be rising up. Number six, Corey Coleman from Baylor. 5'11", 195, 190 pounds. Guy is a burner, had 74 catches, 1,363 yards, and 20 touchdowns. He was your Bolitnikoff Award winner, all right? The guy has really good body control, can get over his cornerbacks. Uh, has, he can high point the ball, too, for being a smaller guy at 5 foot eleven. But, again, he, he, here's my concern with Corey Coleman. He comes from Baylor. It's a system, you know, designed to make receivers explosive, make them look terrific, and that's what Corey Coleman did. Okay, he's a really fast guy, and I'm intrigued by Corey Coleman too. You know, I want to see a lot of these guys at the combine. I want to, I got to dig in more into these guys' tape. But Corey Coleman, right now, all signs point that he could be a really good receiver, definitely in the NFL. And he put up his numbers are great, but again, those numbers don't really yell at me just because they come from a Baylor system. But Corey Coleman, his tape from the limited tape I did see, I mean, he looks like he's a really good receiver. Like, he's pretty physical for being small. Like I said, he'll go up there, he'll high point the ball, he'll go get that football. And his body control looked really, really well. So right now, Corey Coleman can rise for me 
as well. Again, I want to see where he goes. He could be, he could be that he could be that Brandon Cooks that Brandon Cooks effect for me. Um, number seven, Michael Thomas, Ohio State, six foot three, two hundred pounds, fifty six catches, seven hundred eighty one yards, and nine touchdowns. Now, Michael Thomas, I watched his entire career, and I liked Michael Thomas a lot. And the production wasn't really there at Ohio State, but that's Ohio State. Their receivers a lot of times don't have a lot of production. The guy's a really good route runner, has really strong hands, and he catches the ball really well. High points it. He made some sick sideline catches, you know, so he could get his toes down, make those toe-tapping catches. He has good bloodlines because his uncle's Keyshawn Johnson. And I think he'd be a great number two in the NFL. It's just, to me, Michael, Michael Thomas is kind of like an enigma, really. It's, I'm really curious to see. I want to see him at the combine, and I want to see, because he's not a burner. He doesn't have, like, the greatest speed in the world. But he has everything, you know, he has the size. He has the makeup of being a really good receiver. And I feel like, I feel like even, like, here at number seven, I could be low-balling him. Because I think he could be better than, certainly, Corey Coleman. And I think he could be better than Tyler Boyd. So I want, he's probably going to be the, my biggest mover and shaker in this draft, Michael Thomas. But right now I'm going to line him up at number seven. Again, he's somebody that I always felt was going to be really good. And, and maybe it's because of the quarterback situation going on there in Ohio State where I thought this previous year was going to be like his breakout year. I'm like, here comes, this is going to be the Michael Thomas year. This guy is terrific. It just didn't really come up. Again, 780, 781 yards. Yeah, yeah, not really. But they were nice. They were nice yards. Nice 781 yards. And like I said, his catches it did make, it, it, they're like NFL caliber. He showed me that he could play in NFL. I'm just curious if he'll be like a really good NFL wide receiver too. But we'll see. Again, Michael Thomas, Ohio State, stud, stud. I like him. I'm gonna be moving him up. I know it. I'm gonna let the Ohio State bias get get through my blood and rank him ahead of some of these guys. Next, we get back to the running back position. Alex Collins, running back, Arkansas, five eleven, two hundred eighteen pounds, at two hundred seventy one carries, one thousand five hundred seventy nine yards, twenty touchdowns, and he's he's the first back since Darren McFadden to have back to back thousand yards there in Ar- Arkansas, and you know he runs low to the ground with really good balance. Gets good yards after the catch. But, you know, Alex Collins' big thing is we don't know if he can catch the ball. And, you know, that's important if you play in a PPR league as well. You know, you want a guy that can catch the ball, get you some catches that way. I mean, you don't want to be like an Eddie Lacy kind of guy where you're just dependent on, you know, touchdowns. Because if you can't catch the ball well, then you become then you do become touchdown dependent. Because you can run for 90 yards every game and you're only getting yourself nine points. So you'll rely on those touchdowns. That was my biggest beef against Eddie Lacy forever and why I told you to sell Eddie Lacy for over a year now is because, and now if you did, you're happy, but it's because Eddie Lacy's a touchdown-dependent back. And those guys where they may be good NFL backs where they're getting 90 yards a game, something along those lines, if they don't score touchdowns, you're kind of screwed. And that kind of worries me a little bit about Alex Collins here because, again, he only had three catches last year. Not a lot. But besides that, I mean, again, He's really good at getting yards after contact. Uh, he has good balance. He's somebody that can produce in the NFL. And I have, a, I have a lot more tape to watch on the running backs, but I feel like right now I'm comfortable with Alex Collins here at the number eight spot. But can I also move up Paul Perkins? 
Can I move up uh, Devontae Booker, Kenneth Dixon from LSU? I mean, you also have Jonathan Williams there at Arkansas, who actually rushed for about 100 more yards than Alex Collins. But right now, we'll hold Alex Collins true at the number eight spot. Number number nine, we have Le- Leonte Carew from Rutgers. Six foot, 205 pounds, you know, real strong guy. Stocky, real good leaping ability, strong hands, good concentration, and has a really, really nice double move as Fornum saw. But he's not a burner either. So, uh, Leonte Carew right here at my number nine. I feel like, I feel like right after I think Michael Thomas, that, that category right there, I feel like that, I feel really strong about my like top seven guys. Really strong. And then I feel like after seven, it's going to be really fluid going forward. Everything's going to be fluid. I mean, guys, guys go up and down all the time. And Leonte Carew right now, I mean, he's, he's not so much separated from a guy like Farrell Cooper from South Carolina or Will Fuller from Notre Dame. I'm still intrigued by Braxton Miller. There's Sterling Shepard in Oklahoma, 5'10", 195 pounds, who I like. I haven't had enough time to watch a lot of film on. Rashad Higgins, Colorado State. A lot of guys. You know, Deronio Wilson, Mississippi. Guy's six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds. That's a big dude. I just feel like he might be one of the from what I've seen right now, he might be a little bit too hype for me. But again, six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds. Yeah, I'll take that. But let's move on to number ten, my final guy on the list here. Devontae Booker, five foot ten, two hundred and twelve foot pounds out of Utah, has great vision and agility excelled in short yardage situations and you know he could be a solid goal lineback as well the guy averaged 133 yards a game against ranked opponents and what, I, what i've seen so far of you know Devonte uh booker from utah is i i liked i i feel comfortable having him in my top 10 right now and but he's again this is one of the situations where i could easily see myself moving receivers ahead of him but again right now Devonte booker I just know the way it's going to line up. I mean, people need running backs, and Devontae Booker, to me, I think is going to be a top 10 dynasty play come four months from now. So I'm kind of, I was looking to have a running back, another running back here in my top 10. Big concerns with Devontae Booker right now are he had nine fumbles in 23 games, and he's not a burner. So those are all concerns. But his fumbles, like he run, he ran away with the ball out a lot so I can think they could be fixed I'm not overly concerned about the fumbles but still it's still a red flag and again his speed's not there but I'm always not looking for the biggest burner when it comes to running back that's always not my number one concern I mean we just saw Eddie Lacy the other day get downfield for like a 70 yard run it's safe to say Eddie Lacy's not a burner that's a big tubby dude okay so speed's not always my number one concern coming from running backs again I like to see does he have good vision? Does he have good agility? Does he have, is he flexible in the hips? And I've seen that from Alex Collins, and I do like that. So those are my top 10 rookies going into the season. Again, this show, this show is going to be a little bit shorter than most shows because it's just time restraints. We're going to get back at it uh, this week with the fellas, and we will back to our normal hour-long shows. Uh, but right now with the, the move, work, family, it was a really hectic last two weeks. I think 
I think over the last 48 hours, I, I got a chance to sit down for about five minutes to relax. It's been pretty, uh, pretty hectic over there. So I've been a little slow on the Twitter questions. Sorry, fellas, real life, real life problems. But you know, this move and rehabbing a new house, it's, it's, it's time consuming, man. It takes up a lot of time. Still trying to stay on top of my dynasty tape here, but, uh, that's when once I get into the house, which is like three weeks from now, my whole devotion is going to go down into my studio and just slam out this college tape player by player, get some really good, accurate rankings up here. Start with this podcast. We're going to do the rankings uh, with Mike and Matt about our rankings, really get, give you a really good view and aspect of these rankings on here. And there's a lot of guys we still have to talk about. Again, there's a lot of guys down there, quarterbacks, tight ends, you know, Bucky Hodges out of Virginia Tech, O.J. Howard out of Alabama, Hunter Henry out of Arkansas. So, you know, we, we know I love the tight ends. Which one of these guys are going to rise up to the occasion? Who are the receivers we don't know? What about Mike Thomas out of Southern Mississippi? I know uh, Tyler Gunther has an article coming out with his rookie mock draft. He has uh, Mike Thomas in the top 10 or top 12. Loves him. And he has really good tape, too, from being a, a small school receiver. There's going to be somebody like that that's going to jump up. Remember John Brown from Pitt? Ooh, Pittsburgh State. So we have a lot of risers and shakers, and we got a lot of rookie time content coming up. I know we're going to get at Dynasty and Mike back on the show. Uh, he's going to give you his year in review. Uh, we have the Senior Bowl coming up. Uh, actually, some seniors there to actually pay attention to. So we'll talk about the Senior Bowl next week as well with a little bit of free agency action coming up that as well but again lots of rookie content coming forward and we're really pushing the writers now i think going forward uh, over the next couple months we're gonna have a lot of rookie content on dynastynerds.com too so you're definitely gonna want to check out the web the website our rookie rankings are going up i believe next week i think the rookie rankings are going up uh we just want to make sure everybody that did declare uh was out there so the rookie rankings will be up on the site uh and plenty of articles as well like i said we have a rookie mock drafts coming up We'll be asking you guys to participate in those as well so we get some good rookie ADP out. So, rookie fever, here it comes. It's the most important part about Dynasty. It really is. And that's why you have to have big rosters because you want to be able to make this rookie draft really important. I mean, it's your only draft after you have your Dynasty League. And somebody asked me uh, recently, like, how do I encourage my league to go to bigger rosters? We only had keep like 14 players. And I'm like, that's, well, that's more of a keeper league than a Dynasty League. It's just it's a reason why you want to have a thirty man, twenty five man roster. You got to make these rookie drafts important. Again, drafting's so much fun. It, it's it's why you play fantasy football. The draft is such a fun part of the process. And same thing with these rookies in dynasty. You want to be able to draft these players, let them develop, be able to keep them on your roster to build a true dynasty. And you can't do that without you know big rosters you can't do that you can't hold players that you take in the third round how are you can hold those players on your roster without taxi squads or really big rosters you just can't do it so again you want to be able to take these rookies develop them take guys in the third and fourth round and then brag it to your opponent saying hey look who i got in the fourth round who's who's the rookie guru over here you know who took stefan Diggs in the fourth round of the rookie draft i know i did you know guys like that they come out of nowhere. Guys that you'll be able to keep and hold on to your roster. You don't want a big free agency. That's not dynasty. That's a keeper league. We're talking dynasty fantasy football. Keep everyone. Free agency should be limited to the smallest degree. It really should. Again, dynasty fantasy football, you should, the whole thing should be 
about just the only way you should be able to acquire players mostly is through trade or the rookie draft. And that shows who is on top of things. That shows who can put the most time in, gets the biggest reward. Now, it doesn't always pan out. You know, some of these guys are going to be bust out, but I, gr- I guarantee the guy who puts the most time in a rookie, his rookie draft where he may bust out on his first-round pick, he's going to hit way more in his second-round picks, his third-round picks, his fourth-round picks. He's going to come away much more knowledgeable and satisfied when it gets to the third round. And that's how it should be. The guy who puts in the most time in your dynasty league, the guy that works the hardest, should be rewarded. It shouldn't be guys that just get lucky and pick up guys on free agency who are on a waiver wire can grab guys that way. That's not fun. Dynasty, when you win a dynasty fantasy football championship, it should be the most rewarding fantasy football championship you ever win because it's all you. It's not lucky waiver wire picks. It's not a lucky draft pick that you took, you know, and you're like a redraft league. It's a team that you built, that you you put the time in. It's all because of you. And, again, that's why Dynasty is the most rewarding because when you win, you know that it's because you put in the time. And there was a rookie out there that you took the chance on. Like Mike last year when he was preaching Clive Walford. Well, Clive Walford had a solid rookie year. looks like he's up and coming. And he took him in the second round last year, and people were like, eh, that's kind of high for Clive Walford. And Mike's like, not for me, it's not. I want a tight end, and this is the guy I'm running with, and now it looks like he's it's a solid pick. You know, guys that you believe in. And it's, it's great when there's guys like, again, I was a huge John Brown opponent. Not opponent, but proponent. And I preached his name, and I said, this is a guy you want to take. Uh, I got him and try to get him in every one of my dynasty leagues. And when guys like that pan out, you feel really good about it. I remember Vincent Jackson, when he was coming out, loved his combine. Preached them to my league mates left and right. I was like, this guy's going to be a stud. Panned out. I mean, he wasn't a stud stud, but he was a pretty good receiver there for a little while. A little up and down roller coaster distraction. But, uh, you know, guys that develop and become good, it's much more rewarding. And, again, you need deep rosters to do that. So, again, if you don't have deep rosters on your dynasty league, I highly encourage that the minimum you have, the minimum, bare minimum, is 20. But 20 to me is still not enough. You got to go 25 with a rookie uh, taxi squad for two years. Again, our dynasty nerds, like we run 30 man rosters and we have two year rights to our rookies on our taxi squad. There's hardly anybody on free agency, but there's always still going to be people out there. People always slip through the cracks and it's just who's the first one to grab them. So it's not like free agency is non-existent there's always people that pick up players off the free agency wire even that league but again it's just it's you want to be able to have that team and develop that team can't say it enough man if you have any questions about that hit me up on twitter at dynasty rich you can email me rich at dynastynerds.com uh, and again in the meantime guys get on dynastynerds.com we have great content coming out every single day from our writers sometimes multiple articles a day uh, rookie content is going to pick up here tremendously over the next couple of months and again, rookie mock drafts coming up. You can follow at Dynasty ADP Kyle to get into our mock drafts and get on there, DynastyNerds.com for our ADP, which is up on the site. All our rankings are free. All our ADP is free. Everything we do is free. All we ask in return is that you support the website by, you know, get on iTunes and give us a ranking and review for the podcast. Helps us out tremendously. Um, we do have shirts for sale. You can always buy those, support the website. We sell two shorts. 
two shirts and it supports the podcast pays for the podcast for one month uh, and we also have a donate page if you just like what we do and you want to keep the site free forever which we want to do again any kind of donation totally helps the site all goes back into the site every dollar we get goes to our writers or you know shirt helps us buy the shirts to sell to you guys and pays for the podcast so again this was a little short preview on my top 10 rankings as of you know january which are going to change drastically i'll go back and listen to this episode six months from now i'm like what the hell was i talking about what the hell was i talking about Devonte booker at 10 leonte carew at nine Nah, but maybe I'm like, oh, I should have had him higher. We'll see. Time will tell. But guess what? We have plenty of months to get into it. So until then, guys, have a good one. I got to get back to work. I got to get back to real life here. We'll be back with a longer episode next week. Until then, have a good one. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.